No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. A writer here at New Right Network, but she has a wealth of knowledge that I guarantee you that each and every one of you is going to want to hear about. Uh, she was a lawyer in the Soviet Union. She came over to the United States and she has, I kind of want to let you tell her to tell you in her own words where she comes from, but she knows firsthand where all these policies that we're seeing espoused by the Democratic Party lead. Uh, Simona, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm a former Soviet defense attorney. I graduated from Leningrad Law School and was sent to Estonia. Estonia is a Baltic Republic, as you know, there are three of them, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Uh, they were occupied by the Russian, and we, young uh, Soviet lawyers, were sent to those republics to uh, spend, to spread uh, socialist, communist tenet. This way, I was sent to Estonia for this reason, but it was in another reason too. Uh, my husband, who graduated from the same uh, law school, was uh, sent to Estonia two years prior to me, and that's why I was sent to Estonia. But I wasn't sent to Estonia alone. Uh, with me, it was um, eight or ten other uh, young lawyers who were sent to Estonia, to capital of Estonia, Tallinn. Uh, we went to uh, different agencies. I became a defense attorney. Um, some of my friends became members of the KGB. Some became um, judges or uh, investigators working in prosecutor office. Why I am telling you for a reason, and the reason is that when I became a celebrate uh, defense attorney. I have, I had my cases every day, and every day I met with my friends from KGB, from prosecutor office or judge, and uh, two, three times during the case, during the process of case, we made breaks. And in the um, office of judges, we were discussing what we were discussing. We were old friends, and we were discussing news. And that time, it was the end of the 60s, the news was chairman of the KGB, Yuri Andropov. Don't be surprised that I am writing in my article about Andropov because the people, my former friends, they were discussing him. 
uh, Yuri Andropov was an unusual KGB chairman. You uh, will be surprised, but he loved music and he loved poetry. Uh, it was very unexpected to see in uh, KGB chairman. Uh, I am writing about KGB Yuri Andropov because I got information about my friends, uh, about him from my friends, and I have my first-hand experience to know what Andropov did. I don't like Andropov, but to explain to you uh, an nefarious activity of the KGB uh, drove me to write about KGB. And if you take my last uh, 25 or 30 article, it will be KGB because they are activating their ability now. For reason, I will tell you, they hate Trump. Trump is very dangerous person for them, not for our American Republic. He is doing a wonderful job for the American Republic, but he is a successful capitalist. And what can be worse for socialist mafia? That's why, just a minute, that's why I am writing about Trump I am a staunch fan of him. I am writing about Trump and I am writing about the KGB. To understand KGB, let me start with uh, political correctness. By the way, political correctness is not the first symbol of the KGB. The first symbol of the KGB is socialist, um, social engineering. Political correctness and social engineering are two sides of the same coin, the coin of Soviet socialism. When you are talking about social engineering, it's action, they are doing something. When you are talking about political correctness, they are doing something, but they are doing it through the print to control your mind. Let me give you some additional information about political correction. Political correction, was invented by Stalin for the reason I explained uh, in my article. It was aimed at hiding or masking the truth and replacing it with Stalinist dogma. Stalin needed a force, a mind control mechanism or apparatus to do that. The KGB had been that very forceful agency. And this is the lesson I am, this is the reason I am writing about the KGB 
in my books and column for the last 30 years. Stalin's devoted disciple, disciple rather KGB, like the KGB chairman Andropov, and Vladimir Putin have continued using this mechanism throughout the world. Political correctness is Stalinist social engineering within semantics to use and affect a human emotional core with touching scene with play on your emotions while deceiving you. I dedicated pages to give you examples of political correctness in my book, Socialist Mafia. Please read chapter 29 to learn the mechanism political correctness operate. And you will know how Democrat policy of abortion was using Stalinist method against Republican to tower the standard of morality, to lower the standards of morality in our country. In considering the upcoming debate of new justice, and we will have a new justice, I believe, I would like to give you, <coughs> to give you a citation from Henry Kissinger. It's very, very smart. Several words. You should think all over them. The citation is this one. Quote, the weak grow strong by effrontery. Effrontery. By the way, I didn't know this word. Uh, Kissinger taught me. Effrontery, the strong. Effrontery, yeah. Uh, yes, effrontery. The strong grow weak through inhibition. It's a very good definition because I want you to look what is doing our democratic leadership. Just. Look at this, and you will understand what means political correctness. And you will see this effrontery, arrogance in condescending to towards the real people. It is, absolutely. You know, uh, one of the major things at the end of the Soviet era, they called it, with the fall of the Berlin Wall, they called it the end of history. That certainly wasn't true. Uh, and... Nowadays, I've heard certain people in circles say that we live in the shadow of the ghost of the Soviet Union. And there's also people that talk about how Soviet, in certain Soviet think tanks in the KGB and those kind of political arms was when they realized that they couldn't compete with the United States economically, that they would basically lull their enemy into a false sense of security and try to infiltrate them from within. Are you familiar with any of those ideas? Yes, of course I'm familiar. You know, it's a very serious conversation and it will, uh, it will take a long time to make short. Do you know uh, what, you are, what uh, European Union is and how it was created? 
European... I know it was created through the Treaty of Paris, and um, other than that, no idea. Uh, you know what? In 1952, by the way, I'm not ready for the discussion, but I will tell you, in 1952, uh, Winston Churchill had an idea, a very interesting idea, because Churchill saw it's coming in 1952, and he had an idea to create European Union of Capitalist Countries. As usual, the KGB is stealing, they are stealing not only our new technology, they are stealing everything, they are stealing ideas, good ideas. And in 1989, Vladimir Krychkov, the, <clears throat> the chairman at that time, chairman of the KGB, saw the uh, end of the Soviet Union. And he made a very, very important meeting with all the agents from Europe to create a European Union. Uh, if you read my book, uh, The Russian Factor, uh, from Cold War to Global Terrorism, I am naming the name of the traitors of the European Union, who were the uh, KGB um, political authorities. Yes, it will be probably new for you, but I know how European Union was created. You see there, the European Union, no borders. You understand why it was done? It was done by globalists, and Yuri Andropov was one of them. That's why I am writing about Yuri Andropov. I know him uh, as a KGB uh, chairman. I know only him because my friends told me a great deal about him. Let me give you a statement of Andropov for you to understand what is going on now, a hundred years after the socialist revolution in Russia, hundred years. Andropov stated this, information is the most precious commodity in politics. I remember when I heard this, it's set up in my brain and I never forget it. And I can tell you when I recall it. Recently, I recall it. I recall it when the Obama administration suddenly unmasked American people. American, it's a top people. No, they were American. Who needed unmasking him? I can tell you who. The KGB, Putin, needed information about those people to approach them, to know how to talk with them, and maybe to recruit them. Yes, what will be the next question? No, absolutely. No, I, I, uh, I love that. So, 
essentially a couple of the main things that I think that people, you know, when they get into like a deeper dive into the end game of the socialist, socialist mentality or the communist mentality in the KGB was they were looking past their own demise. They were looking past what's going to happen after the Soviet Union is no longer there to keep the world socialist <laughs> movement going. Certainly. Yes, yes, and, you are right. But right. look at look at how we are. I don't want to to um, say bad thing about the Republican Party, but after uh, the Soviet Union. Collapse. By the way, it wasn't a collapse of the country. It's wrong to think the country collapsed. No, collapsing was the part of collapsing was socialist economy, which is not right. working. And uh, we pre uh, we know that it didn't work anywhere. But Stalin spread this model of Soviet socialism throughout the world. And America was very passive to fight it. Let me give I think you we were very weary after the uh, both world wars and then our experience in Asia with Vietnam. We really were just trying to find a way to contain Stalinism instead of having to, to confront it directly and lose more American lives. Uh, you know what was a mistake? Mistake was in the beginning with after the war was uh, won. Uh, it was a victory of civilized, civilized world, but it wasn't victory for Stalin because Stalin was thinking about the next war. And in my book, if I'm not wrong, it's in the book, What is Happening to America. In my book, I am talking what happened in 1948. In 1948, uh, the Israel was, in 1948 or 1949, Israel was uh, pronounced as a government. Stalin, 49. Yeah. Stalin was a, a, a staunch anti-Semite. Staunch anti-Semite. Right. He blamed the, uh, he blamed real backstory for everybody to hear this. Stalin was a major anti-Semite. He, uh, for as crazy as it sounds, he blamed them on um, the Jewish people for yes. the murder of the Romanov family, which, you know, became that's crazy that he would do that because that's what caused the communists to come to power in the first place. Yes, but what you don't know that in 1949, it was celebration of his uh 70 years uh, his birthday 70 years birthday by the way i remember it very well i participated in the, the city leningrad was uh, was uh, was uh, light and everything it was celebrated what how what is, in the world it was 1949 what do you think who he invited uh, in his birthday to the Kremlin. So, uh, who are we talking about here? Who? Who he invite the Muslim Brotherhood. To the Kremlin? 
to the Kremlin in 1949. The, the, the Muslim Brotherhood has the brigade of SS in German army. Do you understand what Stalin was thinking uh, in 1949, inviting the Muslims? That was very early. I think the biggest mistake we made with Stalin and all the communists was we allowed them. I think uh, George Patton was right. We should have not stopped. We should have crushed of the Russian army. Of course, George Patton was right. That's why two assassination attempts was right, they uh, killed him. And, right. and finally they killed him. Yes, mm -hmm. everything is correct. But now we are watching it in action. By the way, we are not. Uh, we still didn't talk about the Democrat Party. I want to give you an example for political correctness. You to watch in the action of the Democrat Party in case of Epstein. Do you know the case of Epstein? It's a I'm new very, I'm very, very familiar with uh, the Epstein case. I've been following it, for several years. It, yes, it's an awful, it's a thug, it's an awful person. But the Democrat Party, due to political correctness, will mask his nefarity. They will talk about Trump and Epstein friendship. Which but never Bill Clinton. <laughs> the, if that between us, Epstein will tell us a lot about Bill Clinton. But if you want to know who is Bill Clinton, read my books because it was time of Yuri Andropov when Clinton was recruited. I am writing about this in my book, in my article, read and you will know. But I do uh, believe that the Soviets, one thing for people to understand that may not be so familiar, it is amazing how successful actually the KGB was. People yes. think, oh, this and that. This, the KGB really, really played a major role in history that people don't realize. Yes. You know what? That's why I stopped calling Soviet socialism the way I did it for 20 years. Now I am calling it Soviet fascism. And it is Soviet fascism if you read my book and you know what they did with Russian people. How many were killed? My God. Uh, Stalin killed more than Hitler. Of course. But Stalin... If you read my book, What is Happening to America, it's very important to see how Stalin created Mao Zedong and communist China. Now, the Khmer Rouge. <laughs> those were, now they are dead now. But China, it's our, in perspective, it's our main foe. And it was created by Stalin for 29 years. Please read my book, What is Happening to America. And I am writing the process. I was participating in this process. It was done 
uh, before my eyes. I couldn't do anything. I was uh, uh, just a, a citizen. But coming to America, I got so much information and I put this information together for you, for American people, to prevent Soviet fascism coming to our country. I'm afraid it's already here. Uh, you know, of main, course they're here. How, how does it here? Look at uh, uh, Cortez. Look at these uh, women. Look at these crazy organizations. I do think that Soviet-style fascism is alive in the Democratic Party. Yes, you are completely right. I can tell you more. We have two... Uh, we have time. What? I said, oh, we have plenty of time. Let's hear it, sure. Yeah, we have two presidents created by the KGB. I am writing about this... I don't know how the public will see it. I don't know. Um, because well, history plays a major role. You have to know history for the reason not make the same mistakes. I, that's, by the way, this is the reason I am writing my book. I love this country. I want it to survive. I love Donald Trump. He is doing a, a wonderful job. And the entire world is against him. It's so unfair, so unfair. I hope my book is telling will... what it is to make America great again. Yes, yes, and you know what? And he's very successful. I am not sure he has read my book and understand the enemy. Uh, we have a major enemy. It's not only China. It's not only China. Because um, China was created by Russia. And Putin is still in the top uh, of our enemies. And that's uh, the reason I'm trying to write and to educate American people, not to repeat mistakes many our president made, even Republican president made. Trump is a wonderful president. I don't know whether he read my book, whether he uh, read my articles, but he's doing a wonderful job. God bless him. I know this, that uh, somebody as smart and powerful as Vladimir Putin wouldn't respect somebody that uh, was lesser of a man than Donald Trump. Donald Trump commands respect, I think, even with Vladimir Putin. Uh, Vladimir Putin is playing now. Uh, he knows that the KGB is all over. Look at what is going on in our Democrat Party. What do you think? Democrats understand that they are in the hands of the KGB. Do you? So you're telling me you think that Vladimir Putin is still um, a communist at heart, as like a Vladimir Zhirinovsky? Uh, he just smarter than Vladimir Zhirinovsky. 
Uh, he is younger, he is smarter, he is a very dangerous enemy, very dangerous enemy. I am writing about him. Uh, um, you know, I, I am afraid even to tell you everything I know about him. Uh, I don't want to be assassinated. No, I, I don't want you to be assassinated either. I think <laughs> yes, there's certain yeah. things. You you know, make, you, see, in America, you also have to be careful what you say about the Clintons also. We call it Arkansas. You don't want that to happen to you. Yes, I know I'm writing about Clinton. I even know how he was recruited. If you read my books, you will read how he was recruited. Um, it's a very dangerous situation we are now because uh, Russia created Kitai with the help of other. Kitai is now our enemy number one, but the platform, the basis is the same, fight capitalism, fight a wonderful system for people and establish Soviet fascism. This is, the, the China is the same Soviet fascism. They, they were taught by the Russian uh, over there for many, many years. And the Russian KGB created China. Simona Pipko. Simona Pipko, again, for a refresher in case you were there, spent yes. many years as a defense attorney in the Soviet Union. Defected or moved? I got, we got to correct that there because I'm kind of iffy on that. But she's here and she's got warning us about Soviet communism and how it's infiltrated in the United States. And guys, guess what? The threat's not over. Simona, thank you for joining us again. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I would like to start uh, with uh, some citation from Encyclopedia. Yeah. Quote, in the early to mid-20th century, contemporary uses of the phrase politically correct were associated with the dogmatic application of Stalinist doctrine debated between former communist member of the Communist Party and socialist. It's, it was citation from Encyclopedia. I, when I was researching my book, I found a wonderful writer. Uh, probably you're familiar with the name Herbert Kohl. Yes, uh, yes. Yes, he wrote in, uh, in his work, quote, in the early to mid-20th century, contemporary uses of the phrase politically correct were associated with the dogmatic application of Stalinist doctrine debated between formal communist members of the Communist Party and socialists. The phrase was a colloquialism referring to the Communist Party line, which provided for correct position on many manners of politics, according to American educator Herbert Kohl. 
writing about debate in New York in the late 1940s and early 50s. Thanks to Herbert Kohl, you knew the truth 70 years ago. Alas, contemporary academia don't even mention Stalin and his legacy discussing politics and economy today. I gave you uh, this citation for a reason. Stalinism is a epoch, yeah. epoch in a life on the Soviet Union. You have to know who he was and uh, what he left after him. So everything which now Russia destroyed it was Stalinism, but it's only 10% what Russia destroyed. The KGB is still there, and the KGB was... Only under a different name, right? It's a different name, but by the way, in my uh, old books, I am staying the same KGB. You see, people should know history. People should understand how history affects our life. That's why I am writing books about the KGB. Nothing has changed in Russia, but uh, some cosmetics. There is no KGB. We have uh, FSB now. It's different name. But if you read my books, you know that the KGB changed its name I don't remember for sure, eight or nine times for a reason, because people who have some brain understood that something wrong, and KGB was supposed to, to change the name. You know, it was uh, in the beginning was, it was one, two, three, it, it was eight or nine names. KGB is an enemy of humanity. And we are dealing today with Russia. You, know, you mentioned the F, you, you know you mentioned the Epstein case. I've read on several things. You know the KGB has trafficked in uh, children, in uh, sold women into slavery, all kinds of things in order to get people to become loyal to them. Loyal to loyal to yeah. them. Sorry. I went through this life. I was living in the Soviet Union until 18, uh, 1981. It was the life under the KGB. Don't think that a lot have changed in Russia. The Communist Party not in power, but they are talking a lot, and they are in the company with the KGB. They are giving us the same production. The president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, is uh, not only a member of the KGB, he is a very well educated by the KGB. By the way, he graduated from the same law school I graduated. Uh, I graduated uh, 20 years earlier than him. He is younger than me. But he is a very dangerous man. Very dangerous man.
Yes, uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, they, there's a lot of them. Um, here's a person that I'd like to reference to you. It's uh, Yuri Brezminov. Brezmin, uh, yes. Are you familiar with this man? Yes, I'm familiar with this name. Um, he is a defector. Yes. Um, he's a smart man. He's telling the truth. Maybe I am not agree with everything, but he's telling the truth. The KGB is an awful, I, I am sorry, my uh, lack of language doesn't allow me to, to put a more strong word. But the KGB, it's a sister of Gestapo. For you yeah. to understand what KGB is all about. And to survive, they will kill everybody to survive. And Putin is doing yeah. it now to survive. Uh, no, it, it's a long story to talk. Please read my books. Read my books. By the way, in my last book, um, it was socialist lies from uh, from Stalin to Clinton and Obama. Uh, it's an interesting book. Read this book, you will understand. No, and I employ everybody to read all your books. Uh, matter of fact, at the end here, we're going to give people an opportunity to go ahead and uh, buy those books. Um, they so can buy it on Amazon. They yes. can. Uh, they can buy it. Uh, it's, uh, they can buy buy from uh, my uh, my website. By the way, you put my website, but I would like you put another website. It's almost the same, but it's uh, in Google Images. It's website for all my columns. Uh, my publisher uh, made it. I am very grateful to him, Rich Swire. He uh, made a wonderful, wonderful thing when uh, you can see all my articles uh, written uh, with his magazine. I, by the way, I have written uh, a lot of articles before um, being a writer on uh, Rich Swire magazine. Um, I started writing somewhere when my English didn't allow me to do this. I found, I can tell you an interesting story, how our world is small. I didn't know the language, you know, when I came, I couldn't speak English. I didn't know the words. Uh, it was a very tough time for me because I was a public speaker in Russian. And somewhere in two or three years, somebody find out about me and invite me to the Bar Association. I was living in New York at this time. I believe it was Bar Association, maybe a a another. Uh, very uh, good uh, thing when they discussed Russia. Uh, it was uh, a lot of people 
And when I, uh, they were asking me, a Soviet lawyer came to the meeting, and they, uh, uh, all question was to me. And my language didn't allow me to, uh, to open my mouth and to tell the truth. And one man, young man, tell me, you can speak Russian. I will um, translate. Yeah, I know Russian very well, and I will translate everything. His name was Albert Pucciarelli. It was a wonderful meeting. I was speaking four hours nonstop because it was the opportunity to speak Russian. And since then, we start writing together with Albert Pucciarelli. He involved me in this process. I didn't know the language, but I was writing in Russian everything, and we was published. Uh, my article was published in International Lawyer, in, um, how it's called, how it's called, just, just a minute. It's, uh, you speak wonderful English, though, you do. Uh, no, no, listen, if you have heard my Russian, I was speaking the language of Pushkin, Lermontov. I, uh, my language, that's why I was in a bar association. You can't be in a bar association. I would have loved, I would have loved to hear you say, to read some Dachevsky, perhaps, in original uh, Russian. Yeah, uh, and... We start, start um, writing with him. It was uh, um, security intelligent uh, report uh, magazine. Uh, very interesting article. We have written, um, I don't remember, eight or ten articles. And then I moved to Sarasota. And I start collaborating with Rich Swire in the magazine, you know. Well, I would have to say that, uh, you know, it really, it's our pleasure to have you here. We're going to have you back in the future. The thing is, there's a lot um, the things we should cover. Um, I will say that we are going to end it here today. But I want to I schedule another interview with you so we can cover things specifically that we want to cover in the future. Uh, I do want to say, uh, is there anything you'd like to leave us with just today? And we're going to come back because you're a wealth of knowledge. And I don't think we're going to cover everything in just a small couple interviews. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. well, um, online, what books should we be looking out for? When people are looking for your stuff, they say, where can we find more? Where can we uh, show them where to go? You know what? Probably the most informative will be what is happening to America. Uh, as a matter of fact, this book had a very uh, a long history. The book is what is happening to America and the sub subtitle, The Hidden Truth of Global Destruction. It's a very good book. Uh, but this book was destroyed but by uh, administration of President Obama. Uh, it was destroyed and it uh, cost me a great deal to uh, revive it. 
uh, I can tell you why it was destroyed. The first title was An Agony, Face to Face with Soviet Fascism. And this, this uh, won't go. And um, I changed the title. Uh, It's uh, the whole story in my article you will read. It's a whole story how they destroyed people from the KGB are working at our soil and destroying real information about them. I was uh, this person. The, you can't imagine what I went through in my computer, in my uh, in my telephone. Um, they are working here, and unfortunately, there are a lot of them. Oh, Trump has has full hands. No, oh, he does have his hands full. He does. <laughs> But he's a strong man, and I think he's going to keep trying forward. I don't want to give this too much away, because we're going to have you back again, and we're going to have more articles. Uh, huh? Thank you. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. And as, again, everybody listening, you can find out more and read her articles at www.newrightnetwork.com and on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at New Right Network. That's always one word, at New Right Network. Thank you again for joining us, and we're going to hear much, much more. Uh, from Simona. And uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.